There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Friday morning, the 4th of September. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now to 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. They said a coalition of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael in government would never work. This government is not working. It is a government that lost the plot before it got out of the starting block. Now less than a wet day in office, you'd have to ask yourself, what planet are they on? People are angry because people don't want to be treated like fools. People vote in a government to serve the people, not to talk down to the people, telling people that the daft proposals the government make actually make sense. And if the people think they are daft, the people must be stupid. One day, they're going to raid your home if a neighbour pops in when there are already six visitors in your house. Today, they want restaurants and pubs to hold on to your personal data for 28 days. That's if you happen to have gone in somewhere for your dinner. Inconvenient for business, perhaps, but inconvenient, bad or stupid as that might be, isn't it illegal? Under European law, surely government must consider GDP or regulations. What planet is a government on if it thinks it's normal for one person to spend at least €25 Euro in a coffee shop? You'd overdose on caffeine or eat an awful lot of buns. Madness dressed up as an initiative to help struggling businesses. Then claim back your tax. They say it is simple. Get a phone, download an app, take a photo rub your belly and sing Ring-a-Ring-a-Rosie three times backwards. Simple. Anyone can do it. Next week, it could be an offence if you see a magpie and don't salute and spit to ward off the bad luck. Spitting, on the other hand, could result in a sentence of six months. Six months' membership of one of these political parties for a breach of COVID guidelines. I jest. Fine Gael followed Fianna Fáil in becoming the laughingstock of Europe after the economic crash by responding to the paymaster's command to jump by saying, how high? Now we have become the boot boy of Europe, leaving the bloc without a trade commissioner. Golfgate embarrassed all EU countries. It embarrassed the Commission, but most of all, we embarrassed ourselves by the scandal. The role of Commissioner needs to be filled urgently, but this government dithers, dithers and dithers some more. No wonder, Michal Martin says, there is no strain in Ireland's relations with Europe. I've spoken to the President of the Commission on a number of occasions. There is no strain. 
There's full understanding there. Uh, it's a good relationship there. I have a good personal relationship with the president. Um, and um, she's fully understanding of, of the situation, how it all unfolded. Uh, and a request has gone in, for, for, has come to us from the President of the Commission. Ireland will be sending uh, two names um, forward. The Minister for European Affairs, uh, Thomas Byrne, is on uh, the line. Good morning, Minister, and uh, thanks for joining us, listening to the Taoiseach there. Do you believe him? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Phil Hogan has resigned just over a week ago, I think, and, you know, the appointment of a commissioner um, is something, I suppose, that we as Irish people in various referendums have held very, very dearly. And the fact that, you know, there were at different times proposals to substantially reduce the College of Commissioners, etc. So the appointment of a commissioner is something that is very much uh, the decision of the Irish government. And it is not something uh, that anyone should rush into. Um, I don't think any government has ever rushed into it. And I'm not sure where this narrative is coming from that we're delaying on it. I mean, the, the last time that somebody, that, that I can see that somebody resigned, certainly that, I, that, I, that, that, that I've details on, in 2016, the British Commissioner resigned. It was about two weeks uh, before an appointment was, 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 was put forward. But then after that, um, the President of the Commission then interviews the person. Uh, the Council of the European of the European Union that consults the, Euro, the, the European Parliament. Yeah, they have to be consulted. So there's a there's a bit of a procedure now, even when the government they're they're waiting. Nominated. That's that's the point. They're waiting. Well, I think they, I think we're asking it, a lot of them. We're asking them to be very patient, aren't we? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think well, I think a decision is imminent, Michael. I think that's that's that I, I would say that. Now. Yeah. I think I think when you have a, a government of three parties, and notwithstanding what you said, you know, it's it's not automatic that everybody agrees on everything. Uh, when a decision comes up straight away, it does require discussion and deliberation. That's the nature of coalition government, and I think I think that would be would be natural. Well, it's very um, simple. I, I mean, people understand that Simon Coveney is the preferred nominee, uh, but Simon Coveney obviously doesn't want to be put forward if someone else's name is to go forward with his name for fear uh, of losing the contest. Well, the, it's the politics. The situation, as is as is well known, it's politics. It's, it's, the commission, the commission president has asked for a woman and a man to be put forward. It's she politics. Will do, she will do as if, even if there was one name put forward, she still interviews that person. Um, so she would consider both of them, and then a, then a person would be appointed. Internal Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael politics, damaging the reputation of this country. I, I, I don't accept that at it's all. It's politics. Think, I, I don't accept that at all, Michael. The preferred nominee is Simon Coveney. The only reason his name hasn't gone forward is that he is objecting to his name going forward if another name is to go forward alongside his. Well, it's well, politics and it's damaging the reputation of the country. And of course, relations are strained. When the Taoiseach comes out and says relations aren't strained, you know that the opposite, the complete opposite is true. Well, sorry, if someone asks him a question, are relations strained? And he says they're not, that doesn't then mean that they are. I mean, he's simply answering a question. And I don't believe that relations are strained between Ireland and the European Union. The Taoiseach uh, was very careful during the Phil Hogan saga not to contact the President of the Commission because obviously it was a matter for the President of the Commission as to how to handle that very strictly. We, we, we complied with that. But now the, 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 the ball is on the other side now. Uh, and the Irish government decides when to nominate a commissioner. And the Taoiseach has been in contact, uh, regular contact, uh, with the President of the Commission in relation to this. Um, and relations are very good. And in fact, mm. Uh, relations are excellent across all levels of the Commission, and I see that in some of the work that I'm doing in terms of, particularly in terms of Brexit. Despite um, how Ireland embarrassed the Commission? I don't think Ireland embarrassed the Commission. I mean, the, what, what, what happened was, I mean... Have you, uh, have we, you, you no self-respect? Or, or, or what is it? I mean, of course Ireland embarrassed the Commission. 
Anybody with any self-respect would feel embarrassed by what happened. I mean, of course we're all embarrassed by what happened. By yes, case, so, so and, and the commission, there. I mean, Phil Hogan was not a, an Irish politician. He was a European commissioner. Uh, and his actions embarrassed anybody uh, involved in what he did in terms of his function. And as a result of that, the Commission has been embarrassed by Phil Hogan's actions. Yeah, not uh, by Ireland, though. Not by Ireland. Yeah, I think you put it to me that the Commission was embarrassed by Ireland. I mean, the Commission's embarrassed by Phil Hogan's actions and the politicians that were there. Let's be clear about that. And, you know, if we want to have, you know, public buy-in to public health rules, and as you described, that, that can be difficult enough at times, uh, it needs to be seen that politicians and leaders at all levels comply at all levels comply with those rules. Clearly, there was an issue. That issue was for the president of the commission. She asked Phil Hogan to set out exactly his movement. She clearly mm. wasn't satisfied. He resigned. Uh, he wasn't sacked, and certainly not by the Irish government. The Irish government doesn't have that power. And now there's a procedure uh, to 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 put in place another commissioner. And I think mm. when you have a three, when when you have it wasn't sacked, but it was it, it was most definitely walk the plank and jump before you're pushed. I. I that that would be a matter for the, the president of the European Commission, but I mean, there's no way I or anyone in the Irish government was going to stand over that or, or, or defend defend what happened in terms of Golfgate. I mean, mm. I think you're turning that in its head now. At this point, if you're asking me to say that there was it was a mistake the way that was uh, dealt with, I think it was dealt with absolutely appropriately uh, in terms of the people that were there. We need to show, mm. you know. Well, Jim O'Callaghan we, thinks it was a mistake. Well, well, I I don't agree with Jim. In fact, I discussed mm. that with him yesterday. Mm. Well, uh, undoubtedly, uh, that's part of the ongoing internal bickering that is taking place all of the time, it seems, in Fianna Fáil since you went into government. No, I would, I wouldn't accept that at all. I think, I think when there's a when there's a government there, it's really hard. Are you serious? It took long enough to are get you a serious. It, it took long enough to get a government program together. Uh, to try to push to keep Sinn Féin out, yeah, we know what we know what happened. But are you serious that there's no bickering in Fianna Fáil? Are, are you are, are you going to stand there straight faced and tell people listening to the program this morning that that's the situation that there is no bickering in Fianna Fáil? I, I I didn't say that, but what I'm talking about is you did. You said I don't accept that at all. Well, I don't I don't accept that there's bickering in government. I accept when, when you're talking about the Commission presidency or Commission nomination. Seventeen of your party TDs voted against a, a government nominee to a position in the Oireachtas to give your party leader a bloody nose. Your own members fighting uh, amongst themselves. You're at each other's throats, for God's sake. This is I, not I what the country. That. And you have that was there was a secret ballot in terms of the. This is not what the country term. needs. And, and people don't need politicians telling them that black is white. Well, uh, sorry, you're telling me that black is white because you're alleging there that 17 Fianna Fáil TDs voted against a Kim Corda nomination when it was a secret ballot. And undoubtedly there were Fianna Fáil TDs among that. I have no difficulty in accepting that, but I, do, I certainly can't accept the entire amount uh, were Fianna Fáil TDs. There were, there were TDs on all sides changing votes. That's why there is... Uh, a, a, a secret ballot for Kieran Corr and ask Kieran Corr a position to give the particular individuals that get those jobs. Well, I, 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 I don't believe you. I mean, quite simply, I, I mean, I just don't believe you and I, I think you're just letting on. Uh, um, could it get any worse? Well, I think what we've got to make sure is that, you know, we're looking now at a budget coming up. We're looking at a plan for the COVID situation and how we deal with that in the medium term, how we live with this, how we make sure that we have a framework do you know how annoyed people are this morning? I do. I, I accept that there's huge annoyance um, on, on, on various issues, but I think it has to be said, Michael, that the vast majority of people in terms of the COVID situation uh, are complying 
absolutely enthusiastically with the rules because we... Well, what's the main reason people are annoyed this morning? This morning, I suppose the issue, the issue on the, the restaurants is obviously causing a lot of public... Mm. It, it's the that. straw, isn't it? Uh, because the government has been treating people as idiots. I, I, look, I wouldn't accept that. What, what, what the government decision on this was, is, and, and I don't think anybody, anybody would have difficulty with it, but first of all, we have to contact tracing. So I don't think anybody has any difficulty giving uh, name, address and contact details to restaurants. That's been going on for, for I, weeks. I, 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 don't, I thought you were going to stimulate business and support business. I don't want anybody keeping my data for 28 days. I have a, yeah. I, I have, I have a right to tell them not to do it. Yeah, yeah, they can't. I, I think they the can't. They can't. If they say to me, "I want to keep your data for twenty-eight days," and I say, "No, you can't," they can't keep it. It's illegal for them to keep it. There's two aspects to this, Michael. I don't think anybody would object to data being kept. But I'm objecting. Shortest, I'm objecting. The time, no, no, for the shortest time necessary for the purpose. I'm of objecting. Contact I rate. don't want anybody keeping my data, and I have that right. That's my legal right. That's that's fine, Michael. Yes. I mean, so, so are you denying me my legal right, saying, "Oh, it's unreasonable" or whatever the argument is? I'm, this I'm is a question of law, and we're looking to government to act sensibly, responsibly, uh, and to lead, not to be making up excuses or telling us that stupid stuff is actually reasonable uh, and that we need to understand it, and that we're stupid because we don't understand it. Okay, I'm, I, I haven't said that. You keep saying that, Michael. I am not saying that. But there are two aspects of this. There's the one, there's the first issue, which is contact tracing, which has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the second issue, obviously, which blew up yesterday in terms of the meals. Okay, so let's, can I just deal with the first issue first? And the first issue is, are we as a society prepared to say that we, yes, we do need to leave contact details only uh, in restaurants or cafes for the purposes of contact tracing if there was a COVID outbreak? I'm certainly personally willing to do that. And I think it's something uh, that we need to do. Uh, The other issue clearly on the the recording of meals is... I, I would say unnecessary. I mean, clearly the objective there is to make sure that uh, outlets that are serving food are in fact complying with the rules. The idea for that is obviously to, to stop COVID spreading, but also that we can actually start opening up the rest of the, the system and start opening up pumps again. Now, I, I don't think it's necessary for, for the types of records that were being talked about yesterday that are in the regulation to be kept. And I certainly would welcome any change on that. And I, I can't say to you whether it's coming or not, but I certainly welcome that. Well, I, of course I it's coming. It. You can't get away with that nonsense. Apart from it being illegal, people just aren't going to accept it. Yeah, and I, 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 I've said that I believe it's unnecessary, Michael, and I haven't had the opportunity to study it in detail. I've seen the public reaction. I've looked at the, what are the purposes of this for. The, people can understand the purposes of the contact details for contact tracing. You cannot and govern think, against the will of the people. Pardon? You cannot govern against the will of the people. Apart from the government acting illegally, you cannot govern against the will of the people. And this morning, your administration is guilty on both fronts. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that, but I think, I think clearly that oh, regulation, I, I think... It's true. It's true. I mean, you cannot introduce regulations of this sort because they breach GDPR guidelines. It is illegal. And... The second point is nobody wants it. Nobody is going to accept it. So what I put to you is true. You are acting illegally. Your administration is acting illegally and you are governing against the will of the people. It's a downright disgrace. What I, what I would say to that, Michael, and I think, look, Michael, I think we, 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 we need facts here as well. What I would say is uh, that I think that it is unnecessary what's in that regulation. And let's see what, what changes can be made very, very quickly on that. We need to make sure, obviously, the contact tracing, no one has difficulty with that, so I think it's important to say that. If people have difficulty with that, then the whole contact tracing system wouldn't work. That's the reality. That's a sacrifice we have to make, I think, uh, for COVID. 
but in terms of making sure that restaurants are operating properly, um, that is, that is, there are public health reasons behind that as well. And I would certainly agree that we only need to go as far as is necessary to ensure the public health outcomes are protected and to ensure that we can open up the rest of the economy. So anything that well, goes beyond that is obviously unnecessary. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a, a Stasi regime, as Mark McSherry has been calling the authoritarian approach taken by this government uh, to tell the people what to do rather than to be uh, it, it, it serving the people of this country. Uh, and that is precisely the problem which has led to this debacle, but it is only one debacle on top of everything else that has happened since this government formed. How long do you think uh, this can go on? Well, look, I think I think clearly the country needs a government. We need to make sure that we can get through this pandemic, that we can get the budget. There is a problem for government there. But clearly this isn't a government. This is a government that isn't working. Well, I don't think, I mean, I think the idea that one statutory instrument that I certainly agree has probably gone too far. And no, as I said, that's the straw. I, I, I don't accept that, Michael, at all. I don't accept that at all. Um, I think that we have, we have, you know, there's huge uh, issues to deal with that are being dealt with. One million children have got back to school uh, safely. Uh, huge investment into schools. We want to make sure that we can continue that for people with disabilities, for daycare centres, for the elderly. We want to make sure that we can do all these things in a safe way. We want to reopen the economy. Retail sales in July this year were up over last July in 2019. Um, we want to make sure that we can mm-hmm. get people back to work. And that does require... A stable government. It does require a medium-term plan for COVID. A, sta- a stable government. A stable government does not involve a government that performs one U-turn after another. The latest U-turn was on the schools. How many U-turns has this government what, what, performed what already? On, what, what U-turn was on the schools? On the historical grading. There was no U-turn. I mean, the, the idea that the idea that you know a a, a new. Um, policy which is necessitated by the pandemic because the leaving threat couldn't take place is not being looked at on an ongoing basis by experts to make sure that we have the exact correct policy the idea that we would just days out from the results you days out from the results you decide to change the policy that was in place to use historical data from the schools and that is undoubtedly a u-turn the 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 policy on the leaving threat in fact to be fair from from day one was actually to prioritize the marks of the teachers. Yeah, but it also involved his historical data and, from the schools. And there was, there was always going to be some standardisation of it. No, and that historical no, data has been removed. Well, there is data. There is, the, there is junior cert data being done there. No, the historical data relating to the, the schools, schools, to the performance of the schools, the individual schools. But, but I, I, I mean, if, if you see something as an improvement to something that has been looked at very, very carefully... Which everybody yeah. said to you should be done at the beginning, you said no, 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 and then you change your mind and say, OK, yes, 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 it's a U-turn. The next U-turn, of course, the next, U, the, the next U-turn is going to be this tax-back scheme, this stay, spend and reclaim, or whatever it's called, scheme that nobody understands. Well, I think I, 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 you're saying that nobody understands. Do you understand it? The, the, thing, the thing isn't even the thing isn't even up and running yet. Do right? you understand it? Starts the, it starts on the first of October. Do you, under, um, Minister? Do you understand it? The, 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 the scheme there is is that there'll be an app available. People will be able to put Where in. You, well, what's an app? They, Sorry, an app on people's phones that they, they regularly use and the vast majority of people use apps. Okay, so, so, so everybody bar me knows what an app is. And you, where, where, do you get, where do you get these? Do you go into a shop and buy them or what do you do? Oh, Michael, now come off it now. I mean, we, 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 we use apps by the people use apps for tax back, for medical receipts, right. for, for dealing with okay. the revenue already. Right. It's, not, it's not something that's new to the vast majority of people. And I don't think the it's vast majority. Okay, so, so, every, so if people listening to us this morning don't know what an app is, 
are, are they stupid? No, you're saying, it's you who say No, I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking you what an app is so that people listening to us who don't know what an app is can understand what an app is because they'll want to get their money back. I, 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 I think there's very few people out there who have some difficulty understanding what an app is. Okay, if anybody listening to us doesn't know what an app is, let me give you the old-fashioned way of contacting us. It's 1850-715-958. Please give us a call and tell us if you don't know what an app is, because an I'm app- sure that there are people who don't know what an app is. Yeah, and I'll explain it if you, if you, if you really wish me to, to do that. An app is on people's phones. Uh, if you be connected to the revenue, people will put their receipts in mm. uh, to the app. Um, and there will be... There is will there be a slot for that? Hey, do you not understand that? I mean, of course I'm being facetious and, I, I, and I'm yes, not going to apologise for it because there's people listening to us this morning... I don't know whether you're being facetious at the time. I'm sorry? It's difficult, it's difficult to know whether the question needs a serious answer or whether, whether, you know, whether you're just being facetious. That's well, it's not being facetious for the sake of it. It's being facetious because there are people listening to us this morning saying, what's this? How do you put the receipts in? What's that? And how do you take a photo? People, there's lots of people uh, who don't have mobile phones or who don't have smartphones uh, or might have a phone that they make calls uh, to their sons and daughters or, or whatever but they might also uh, want to go on a holiday and avail of tax back or whatever but this is being denied to them because this is convoluted I, 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 I don't I don't accept that it's convoluted I mean people book you know before the pandemic and uh, people book flights without any difficulty online and in app uh, people uh, put in by the way deal with the revenue online as well in terms of the seats to many banks Mm. Now, you know, a huge amount of Irish people have the Revolut app on their phone dealing with their banking. Can I, can I suggest to you, Minister, that you're running the risk now of being removed from the people? I, I, I don't accept that using technology, which is commonly available to the vast majority of people, and, and, and uh, those who it isn't available will always have the opportunity to deal directly with the revenue they do, but people put in tax returns and claim tax back on a regular basis. And we're I, always I, I've heard it repeated ad nauseum in the last 24 hours that this is available to everyone? To every taxpayer. This is a tax-back scheme. Yeah. So they'll provide it in a tax-back yeah. of €125 Euro in income tax credits mm. to taxpayers. There's many pensioners, for example, who have uh, large incomes and pay income tax. Well, if they if they pay income tax, they will be able to Yeah, yeah. They may not have uh, knowledge of this technology. If they're paying income tax, they probably will if they're making tax returns, Michael. To be fair now, and I think I think to, I think to dismiss the intelligence of your audience that they're not able to deal with these things. You know, I mean, I I I came across a, a lady in her nineties who was ordering her Tesco groceries mm. on her iPad. I mean, there are they, yes, mm. old people mm. can use technology, Michael. You seem to be implying on the show here this morning that they can't, or they're somehow incapable of doing that. No, and I, I think I, that I, you need to treat your listeners with a bit more respect. <laughs> okay, well, I, I I'm trying to uh, respect those who can and those who can't, and that's the point because I accept because any, I I understand I understand that there are many who can, and I have great admiration for them, and I understand that there are many who can't, and I don't think it, it, it reflects on them badly at all. Or any other politician who gives give them any help they can, or family members as they do regularly for flights, or as they do regularly for. For, for booking hotels after they go into after they go in, after they go into a coffee shop uh, and stuff stuff the, themselves with cakes and drink fifteen cups are, of coffee to spend twenty five euro. There are people over the age of sixty five who listen to LMFM on your app. You have an that's app. true. I know. Yeah, apparently thousands of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So like, let's let's have a serious discussion of these issues and oh, no. inform people what's mm. there and. Yes, you know, ask the questions. I have no difficulty with that. But I think that the, the issue, I think, demands a certain seriousness.
Okay, Minister, we have to leave it there. And thank you indeed for joining us here on the programme this morning. That's uh, the Minister for European Affairs and Fianna Fáil TD for me, these Thomas Byrne. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.